The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Bing! Take that to the bank. L-B. Those are the only letters that matter because the Saints are hemorrhaging linebackers. Kevin's going to get his horse down. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, welcome to a special edition. Mardi Gras edition of the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Marlboro. As always, we are jo- we are fuck. Such a <laughs> I am so boy. What was that? Six seconds in? It's six, four and a half. Nice. We are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court. They have 136 draft beers, so you can watch LSU baseball. You can watch the NCAA. And Ralph, Ralph has been drinking all of them. I have been drinking all of them, and it's I'm in Houston enjoying Mardi Gras. The the Pelican House, they have a great mem, menu with things like duck braised nachos. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court. They support us, so you should support them. All right. Before we get to oh, wait, aren't you supposed to say it's in Baton Rouge? It is in Baton Rouge, the Pelican. Because you know, if you don't say that, Correct. some dude might be looking for City Place Court in Kansas. You know, De- yeah, Des Moines. Our two listeners in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, all right. Before we get to Saint stuff and the Oscars and Sally and all that Mardi Gras and all that bullshit, we have an important announcement to make. Nola.com is going to hire a web writer slash producer slash beat saints person and our own kevin held has applied for that job and god damn it we want him to have that job because we want a beat writer for the saints that we know and andrew we we hate all the saints beat writers correct we we we, we hate duncan mm, larry holder i got nothing no right. beef with larry yeah, me neither. I like Larry's it. nice. I, I've I've met Larry at training camp. He's hysterical. Right. Larry's nice, and Mike Triplett's okay. But the rest of well, them, Mike Triplett's not even with them anymore. Yeah, so. he does. But we, but the rest of them, we hate them. So if if, yes. if Kevin Hell can get hired, when he starts ignoring your tweets and doesn't come on the podcast and pretends like he doesn't know us anymore, we can say mean, hateful things about him on Twitter, and know that it'll hurt his feelings. Yep. So I think everyone that listens to this podcast, tweet anyone you know at NOLA.com and use the hashtag HireKevinHeld. No, just HireHeld. HireHeld. That's what we'll use officially. HireHeld. Tweet at them. Badger them. You do it during football season anyway. (laughs) You know? And maybe they hire him. They should. I mean – He's got experience. He's got experience, and he actually he's got knows knowledge how of the to team. do the job. He's not like he is a unqualified. He's vastly qualified. They're probably yeah. I mean, also if they're looking for someone reliable, look no further than his power poles and how consistently he's done them. Exactly. <laughs> God. 
Exactly. Oh, yeah, deadlines. Damn it. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I see all these people in the media like Chelsea Clinton and the Bush daughter. They haven't taken one class in college about journalism, and they get hired. So if we can help Kevin I held get hired by using a hashtag, I say go for it. And I want to be able to personally hate a Saints beat writer that I know. So hire held, hashtag NOLA people that you know. Spread the word. We're going to start doing it. Uh, start now. Do it early. Do it often. We want Kevin Held to be hired by NOLA.com. Yeah, just do it. Do it for maybe like the next three or four weeks. Exactly. You know, who 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 better? Look, if if it's between Andrew, if it's between Held and some some uh, vice president's stepkid, Murph. Yeah, I want I want Held. Murph. Murph. Yeah, yeah I didn't apply. <laughs> so I wonder if Jason Burnus applied. Oh God. Exactly. So, it, do you want me or do you want him? Except, yes. Do you want the but? Do you want Murph? Do you want Burnos? <laughs> now I do feel you like want, I should have applied. Do you want cold pizza? Yeah. Ugh. Stujo. Right. <laughs> exactly. Miss <Ms>. Hullabaloo. <laughs> I want Sean Payton at a press conference that had breaking news on ESPN and Sean Payton just say, what the fuck kind of question is that? And they flip the camera around and there's fucking held probably wearing like an NWA t-shirt wrestling, not the rap group. And it'll be all over ESPN just held, just hated by the Saints and everybody on Twitter. That's my dream. So make it happen for me, America. Yeah, you know it would take Kevin all of about two practices in minicamp for him to ask Sean Payton something that just gets the death stare followed by next question. <laughs> I, I, look, one time at one of the uh, training camps, I tell you what, I, I, I don't even remember what the hell the question was. I asked him a question, and he looked at me, and he said, that's a real good question. And then he proceeded to answer it. And I was flying on cloud nine for the rest of that damn day. Never mind the fact that I, I was an idiot and wore jeans in fucking at fucking Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, my God. You had in a death August. wish. You had a death like a wish? Fucking, yeah, like an idiot wearing my, Man, you know. was that black, swamp ass? Wearing my, <laughs> wearing my black Allison Shane's T-shirt, like with my little uh, recorder. Like oh, uh, yes, excuse me, Mr. Payton, I have a question and something. And he's like, that's a good question. And then proceeds to just, you know, answer it. Just normal. Like, like I said, hey, what'd you have for breakfast or something? And he just answered it like it was that. Uh, I asked now, Jim. You, you told you told them that you that you've covered the Saints before, I'm assuming, in your job application. Yes. OK. Yes. All right. I asked Jim Hazlitt a question one time at minicamp during jazz fest and he looked at me and said why didn't they send jim henderson why'd they send the fucking intern <laughs> did he really say that <laughs> yeah he did yeah he did you remember uh kevin you remember the the old guy the old cameraman tip 
at uh, yeah. He was he was with me, so you know it. Well, he didn't know anything. He's a great guy, but he didn't know shit about sports. And he's out there with me, and he just he's just dying laughing. <laughs> I don't even remember what I asked. Has you a hand or anything? Yeah, I just like it just just shame washed over me. I'm like, oh, because <laughs> it was true. I was basically like, I was basically probably making less than an intern at the time at Channel Four. But, why didn't uh, they send Henderson? Yeah, why didn't they send Henderson? <laughs> Hendu was in Vegas. (laughs) There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> no comment. So hire, held, hashtag it, make it happen. All right. Um, Andrew, I'm going to start with you because you're like our cap aficionado roster expert. So the, the NFL bean counter. The bean be... counter. Exactly. So Certified cap... CPA, baby. <laughs> so the salary cap went up more than people expected to like 133. And then next year it's going to go up to 140. And then when the TV money kicks in again, it's going to be like – 150 million in like 2016. So, how does all this excess cash? How does it does it help the Saints in like a specific? I know in general way, just having 20 more million of cap room helps. But is there like one specific thing where you're like, oh man, that that cap room is really going to ease this problem for the Saints going forward? Well, I actually think it's potentially – well, it, I, I don't really know, to be honest with you, where it's going to go, Ralph, because I could see it going a couple different ways. I mean, first of all, the rich get richer, right? So on some level, I think the higher the salary cap becomes, the higher the ceiling, um, the more it's going to benefit big market teams and the more teams like Jacksonville – you know, New Orleans at this point is a very profitable franchise, um, and the team does very well. They sell tickets and everything, but – it's still a small market, and I think the higher the salary cap goes, uh, the more that can become to the disadvantage of a team like the Saints. Um, so I, that, that's a slight concern. Um, but beyond that, I think it's going to be interesting to see if, if the league continues to be top-heavy. In other words, is it going to be more of a the rich getting richer um, I feel like the middle class of the NFL in terms of the players is really getting squeezed out. Um, because the not only are the quarterbacks all starting to make 20, 20 or upwards of twenty million a year, I mean guys, even guys like Kaepernick are starting to ask for eighteen million a year. And on top of that, guys like 
Jimmy Graham are starting to ask for $12 million a year. So your elite players, not just quarterbacks, even middle-of-the-road quarterbacks and your upper echelon tight ends are starting to make really significant money. You know, I mean, Jimmy Graham's basically asking for about 10% of the cap. Um, so you're seeing more and more undrafted rookie free agents make teams, a lot more guys on minimum deals. Guys like Tom Johnson – um, aren't getting the the restricted tender for a restricted free agent because they don't want to spend the minimum on a veteran when they can sign a vet, a rookie free agent for a third the price. So um, basically, the middle class of the NFL, the veterans are getting squeezed out, and it, and it's the elite players that are getting more money. Um, so I don't really like that system. I, I'd like to see a system where the elite players are making maybe a little bit less and some of these five, six, seven year veterans that aren't elite players are seeing some of this money. Dave, how excited are you about the extra salary cap room teams doing really, really dumb moves? As hey, you're, some... ju- you're jumping the gun a little bit on the sink uh, water. Well, well, I got to wash my hands, man. Did you get like, I don't even. Man, sweat so, on his hands. <laughs> pretty much. Got to get that shit off. You don't want to know where that finger's been, dude. I, dude, I, I had fucking pink eye last week. Do you think I want to run the risk of fucking getting pink eye again? You got the Bob Costas Sochi pink. I mean, because when when Kevin's got to pick a dude up and body slam him, where do you think one of his hands goes? <laughs> exactly. Kind of surprisingly, yes. Now that I think about it. Yeah. So what Dave, you got pink eye? <laughs> so Dave, uh, this free agency period with all this extra money the teams will have, uh, how excited are you for somebody in the NFC South to do something really, really fucking dumb? <laughs> um, you know, it'll happen. Um, hopefully, maybe it'll be uh, the Falcons. Maybe they'll do something silly like trade up in the draft. Uh, you know, to get some guy that they want and give up like. Uh, a shitload of picks just to get them. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I got. I'm going to look right now. I'm going to see. Uh, I need to see where each team in the in the NFC South stands as far as cap room. I mean, I know the Saints are obviously pressed right up against it and uh, aren't in aren't in great shape. But I don't know where the other teams are. You know, I know that uh, the Raiders have like 60 million dollars or something crazy. I don't even understand how you how you have that much cap room to begin with. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the off season. I'm looking forward to free agency. It's always exciting. March 11th. Um, you know, that first night, there's always some crazy, uh, you know, some crazy moves being made. Um, but, uh, but I got to look this up. I got to see, I got to see, uh, how much cap room the Buccaneers and the Falcons and, uh, and the Panthers have. I mean, obviously, the more the more room they have and the more money they have to spend, uh, the more likely it is that they might do something crazy stupid. Andrew, I'm leaning more and more towards your position that Zach Streif is going to get a ridiculous contract offer. It's just like all this cap room. Like, are you? There's some team out there that's going to give him six million dollars. Like, I didn't think it was possible yeah. before, but now it's to- it's totally happening, isn't it? I think yeah, between five and six million a year. I think that's what he's going to get. Um, now the question is, if the Raiders are offering him six and the Saints are offering him four and a half, um, you know, w- w- what decision does he make? But 
Um, I've likened this situation to the Scott Fujita thing all along, and I think Scott Fujita got three years, eighteen million, something like that. Yeah. So it was like it was like six million a year. So like uh, nine million guaranteed, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those situations where the Saints are going to be like, we love you, bro, we want you back, but we don't love you that much. You're not that good. Yeah. All right. Um, now that we've gotten through all the important football stuff, and look, we talked about Jimmy Graham last week. I mean, they they tagged him, but I mean, is is Dave? Is there anything new or interesting? I mean, like, what is there anything new or insightful that's changed that? Is anything different this week that he wants to be paid like a wide receiver? The Saints want to pay him like a tight end? I mean, is that – Well, you know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think think what we're going to see happen is is going to be similar to the whole Drew Brees thing. I mean, I think Jimmy's going to get a multi-year deal, and it will be before the season starts. Um, I mean, you ask if there's any new news, um, I believe today or or, or late yesterday – you know, Loomis came out and said that uh, he, you know, he he thinks that, that a deal uh, is going to be reached with Graham. Uh, he well, said a deal, we a deal been... has to be done by mid-July. If if they don't sign a long-term deal by mid-July, then his he can only play on a one-year franchise deal. Right, right. Um, and I, I mean, I think it'll happen. Um, Loomis said today. He said we haven't been through this process before. Uh, all we do is franchise him, and it's out of our out of our hands. And he said these negotiations are always a process, and Jimmy's been a great player for us for the last four years. I had hoped, and I'm sure he had hoped, we'd come to some conclusion on a longer-term deal before this. But we haven't yet, and hopefully we will. We'll just let it play out, and I'm sure we'll get something resolved. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it'll happen. I mean, I think what's going to happen is obviously he's been tagged. He's been designated as a tight end officially um, yesterday. And uh, I haven't heard anything yet, but I mean, I remember Graham saying a couple of weeks ago that if he's tagged, he's definitely going to file a grievance. Um, so I would expect him to file a, grie- a grievance with the league um, to see if he can be tagged as a wide receiver instead. Um, but in, in this time that all this is happening, uh, his agent will be talking with the Saints and Loomis and working on a multi-year deal. I mean, you know, yes, Graham would rather be tagged as a wide receiver than a tight end, but I mean, Graham would rather any of those two would rather have a multi-year deal, um, you know, with a little more security. Nobody, no, no NFL player wants to play on a on a one-year deal where if they get injured, then who the heck knows what's going to happen to them next season? I mean, every every player, uh, you know, in Jimmy Graham's situation um, wants a little security and wants that multi-year deal. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, the Saints put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. So, you know, I guess I guess starting March 11th, I guess when free agency opens, I guess they can uh, other teams can uh, can make an offer for Jimmy. And if he wants to accept it or or if he entertains it seriously and the Saints want to match it, then they can match it or uh, they can let him go. But I don't think that that's what the Saints want to do. And I don't think that that's what Jimmy wants to do. So. You know, I, I'd say at the end of the day, by the end of by by July, I think fifteenth, um, I, I think he'll have a long term deal. Kevin, what's more likely to happen? Jimmy Graham gets a ridiculous contract offer from a team not the Saints, or Pharrell stop what stops wearing the Smokey the Bear hat in public? 
Well, he already sold uh, his Grammy hat to Arby's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure for for charity. It was for charity. Arby's paid like forty four grand for it. Um, it's a lot of roast beef. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, yeah, and curly fries. Those things are fucking fire. Um, <laughs> um, but he did. He was wearing other ones at uh, the Oscars and so on. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say another team makes a ridiculous offer to Jimmy Graham first. I, th- I, I, I think Pharrell is pot committed to the Smokey the Bear. Is, hat. Yeah, he's he's pot committed at least through the summer. <laughs> I think I, I I think by the time we get to the fall, when the Today Show is really like when the Today Show decides they're going to do an entire show where everybody's wearing them, then we'll know it's been beaten in and dead into the ground. Even though you could say it's there now, but since he's the only one still fucking doing it, you know, Ellen DeGeneres murdered the selfie at the Oscars. So, oh, that wasn't bad. Well, all right, all right, Andrew. Jimmy Graham gets a ridiculous contract offer from not the Saints or Pharrell gives up wearing Smokey the Bear hat. What's more likely? Uh, I mean, the thing is, I could see uh, like the Raiders saying, yeah, we'll, we'll give you, you know, six years, 72 million, but and we'll give up two first round picks. I could see something like that, you know, some offspring of, of uh, Al Davis, you know, going insane and doing that. But but even if they do that, would Jimmy Graham sign it? Like Jimmy Graham still has to sign that offer sheet. Would he? Would he really say, "Yeah, I'm going to go to the Raiders and leave the Saints"? And yeah, I, I don't know if my career will ever be the same because I won't have Drew Brees and my quarterback might be Matt McGloin. But uh, but the money's pretty good. So uh, I mean, I think it would still have to be a team with a plan that that Graham could get behind. And so that that's why I think it, it's a little bit less likely. Um, as far as the Smokey Bear hat, haven't seen it. Don't care. Um, haven't seen so, it. No, well, I didn't watch been? the Oscars. I didn't watch the Oscars. This was at Oscars. the Grammys. I didn't watch the Grammys either. You don't even have to watch the Grammys. Just go on Twitter for five minutes. <laughs> I have been on Twitter before. Um, yeah, I have I mean, done that. I knew that. I knew that. Jesus, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know anything about Pharrell, man. By the way, I I'm, I'm just back to our, your earlier question. I just looked it up. As far as cap space for um, uh, for NFC South teams, the Falcons have the most. They're, they're just under $20 million. So they've got a little bit to throw around. Um, they can the give Buc- Steve, Steven Jackson a nice extension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, let's hope they do that. Um, the Buccaneers are right, right under them uh, with a little bit under $19 million. Um, that, that's good for them you know, and good for Lovey. If you come in as a new head coach, I'm sure it's ideal if you've got some money to spend. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Saints are in last with uh, <laughs> about $1.5 million. And uh, the, How much does uh, Carolina have? The Panthers have seven, a little over $7 million. Was that is that before or after uh, Hardy signed the franchise tag today? That I don't know, but these are also because yeah. Hardy just signed that franchise tag, and I think it was like twelve or thirteen million. So and and the the cap space with the Saints that include that that the cap space they they have or don't have that includes the Jimmy Graham tender, right? Like the Jimmy Graham tender takes up some of that space, right? 
I would guess so. It also includes um, their their carryover, their their 2013 carryover, which is why the Saints only have 1.5 million dollars. So I mean, you know, you keep hearing, you you keep reading Nola.com or wherever else, and um, you know, you keep seeing, oh, they have eight million, or they have seven million, or six million, or whatever. Those numbers aren't accurate. Um, the Saints are, are are way more strapped. Uh, then I think anybody realizes, um, you know, I, I started a little hissy fit yesterday uh, when, when with people claiming that I'm not answering their questions. Um, well, I mean, I'm not going to answer questions that aren't even in, 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 aren't, can't even happen in reality. I think everybody, you know, fans want to pretend like, you know, this is a video game and, you know, anything can happen and there's this endless pool of money and, oh, well, what if what if some team signs Graham and we get two draft picks? You know, then we can then we're free to go out and, you know, and sign uh, a, a, a good free agent. Well, well, no, we're not. Uh, we're not in that situation now and we wouldn't be in that situation even if Graham left. Um, I mean, yes, the Saints are going to go out and sign a couple of free agents, but they're not going to be able to sign the best cornerback available or the best safety available or the best linebacker available. They're going to have to, you know, bargain shop a little bit. Um, and I just think everybody needs to remember that, that uh, this this isn't uh, it's a little bit better than last year, I think. But it's it's really no great shakes. Yeah, but I think there's a chance, you know, they could restructure four or five guys like they did last year. And they could. They need to restructure like that would more. They, up, need to, like they need to restructure to Pierre million. Thomas. Yeah. But but again, but that's 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 short term thinking. I mean, when you do that, you're making room this year, but you're potentially spreading it out over the future years, and and you're just putting yourself in this position again. In the future, so it's that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. Yeah, but do we really give a shit about twenty six? I mean, do we really give a shit about the cap in twenty six? Yeah, because no, I don't. No. Because two years ago, when I we don't. were talking about this, you wanted them to do it, and now we're in this situation. We're like, oh my god, they're cash strapped. You know, just because you can't think two years ahead doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking two years ahead. I mean, it, it, what you just said, Ralph, is is short sighted thinking because in two years we're going to be in two thousand sixteen, and you're going to be bitching about how the Saints don't have cap space, and you're. <laughs> only going to have the present Ralph to blame for this. But I mean, but but like... What... But Drew Brees is on the team. When Drew Brees is healthy and in his prime-ish, you, you, that's your window. <laughs> but I mean, that's like, your window. I, I, I mean, I agree with that. I, I The whole win-now thing that Stu has been pushing for the last three weeks, uh, there's definitely merit to it. There's definitely truth to it. Um, you, need, you do need to build a good team now while you have Drew Brees. Um... But uh, I just think that still that's that that screws you in the future, and I think that just means that uh, you know you can expect some tough, difficult years uh, once Drew is gone. I just, but I just feel like with cap space, <clears throat> the only teams that have a shit ton of cap space suck. The Raiders, like, the Jaguars, the Browns are your top three cap space teams. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so, like, the Saints, as long as you're good, you're always going to be dealing with this, these issues. And just just put it off, put it off, and then when you suck, you just do what the Raiders did. You just suck ass for two years, and it all comes clean off your books. 
and you're fine. So just keep fucking putting well, the, out. The Raiders are not fine, Ralph. Well, I mean, they got cap space. I mean, they're they're a mess. But I mean, like, I just feel like you can you, the, the, Mickey Loomis can can keep finagling it and putting it off and add a piece <laughs> or two and add a piece yeah. or two. And when it when when all the cap stuff comes no the point down. is the point is you can blow it all up but you still got to hit on your picks you can't be drafting jamarcus russell and robert gallery and uh uh who else oh darius hayward bay you can't be drafting players like that if you're going to blow the whole thing up well the good news is i mean you know when when the raiders drafted jamarcus russell <laughs> russell that was the old CBA, and that was when draft picks were making ridiculous amounts of money. True. I mean, the good, true, the true. good news is now that's sort of that's sort of changed, and and first round draft picks don't kill you as much if they don't work out. But uh, but yeah, you're right. Kevin, do you give a shit about cap space in 2016 or 2017? Are you in the win now bandwagon that I am president of? <laughs> and Kevin, remember, Nola.com is listening. They are. <laughs> You should preface that with everything now because I, I'm probably going to have to tone down the, uh, you know, swearing me a cuss, as it were. Because uh, I actually did put on the resume that I've done a podcast for like the last seven or eight years. Um, wow, that was a woman making a guest appearance. All right. First time for everything. Um yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the win now bandwagon. It's like, look, I mean, hey, if I'm, a, if I'm gonna be a writer for Nola.com, I want that free trip to the Super Bowl, uh, to happen in the next few years, you know, like right. while I've still, while I've still got Drew Brees, so that way I can, you know, make a scene and potentially flip out and hug him in the locker room during the post game and then get <laughs> arrested. Not that I would actually <laughs> hug him in the locker room. I am a professional. I've interviewed him before. I did I not think, hug him I then. Think you just, I think you just kissed your chance of getting the job goodbye. I doubt Whatever. That. I doubt that. <laughs> Whatever. Hashtag higher held. <laughs> I should close almost everything with hashtag higher held. You should. Jeff, Jeff Duncan should. is listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Kevin, uh, it's Jeff. Um. Now, um, Andrew, I'm going to ask a real serious question of you. This is a serious football question. Rob Ryan was Grand Marshal Vargas today. (laughs) And apparently people were throwing him donuts. So if you were Grand Marshal of a parade, what food item would you want people to throw you? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I like to eat healthy. I'm a vegan, so uh, maybe maybe Are throw me a, maybe throw me a kale maybe throw me a kale smoothie. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> you made fun of me for driving a fucking mini? You're wanting people uh, a kale smoothie? Jesus. Uh well I, I love throw me a shrimp pole boy. I mean that's Ooh, that's good. Shrimp pole boy, I still live and die with the shrimp pole boy, man. That that, that is. So you my... can have seafood as a vegan? I never know no, the rules. Of course He's not. He's not really a vegan. <laughs> oh. Um, I I love raw oysters too. I love char grilled oysters. Um, char grilled oysters have dairy in them, so you know, man's got to make sacrifices. Dave, I guess. if if you if you had people throw you food and you were the grand marshal of a Mardi Gras, party, what food item would you want people to throw you? Well, I mean, this isn't this wouldn't happen because. 
it's from New York and it's not in New Orleans and we don't have Mardi Gras parades in New York, but if somebody could somehow throw me a box of grandma pizza from Umberto's back home uh, in New York, that would be greatly appreciated. Wait, 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 wait. You live in New Orleans and your pick would be food from fucking New York? Yes, because I can't get food from New York. I can get food in New Orleans any damn day I want. That's terrible. Well, it's true, man. If you've checked his fucking Facebook feed, it's littered with, oh, this here's the third course at this fine establishment. Oh, look how pretty this is. I eat very well. All right. Well, great. Get that fucking shirt money coming in. I'd want Mackenzie buttermilk drops. It's my food item. Also good. Good. Yeah. And, and, and it would be easily thrown. Like if you throw a pizza or a po' boy, that could get messy. But like a bag of buttermilk drops, they could throw it. You could catch it, and it could not be damaged. So you got to think that too. The only thing is, if you're if you're gonna get in the spirit of Mardi Gras and throw food at Rob Ryan, at least have the self respect to throw him a king cake. I mean, donuts. Yeah. That's that's weak sauce. Yeah. Yeah, but you can probably wing some donuts pretty easily. True. Chicken wings could be something you could throw too easy. Ooh. Put them in a bag and throw them. And that would have been good for Rob Ryan. Yeah. Um, people were like on the internet, they were like still like surprised. I'm like, it's New Orleans. It's Rob Ryan. Of course. We're, like I was just like, that's awesome. I wasn't like, that's weird or anything because it's Saints fans and it's Rob Ryan. Um, he did look kind of like a. I don't even know how to describe him with like he was a wet basset hound. <laughs> that's a good description of it. That's what y'all had? That's 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 what you pay me for. Oh wait, I'm sorry. No, that's what Nola.com could pay me for. That's exactly right. That's Hashtag higher held. Higher held. Um, are you guys are you guys the slightest bit worried about Rob Ryan's health? I am. He looked <laughs> no. no guys like that. They fucking live a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, since he's since he's come to New Orleans, he's put on some weight, and he wasn't exactly. No. <laughs> he wasn't thin to begin with. He's not. But I don't know how you I'm just worried tell. this guy is like doing the whole shrimp po' boy for breakfast. <laughs> we're we're destroying know, Rob Ryan. King cake for <laughs> lunch. And, we're loving uh, New Orleans is loving Rob Ryan to death. Seventeen <laughs> Heinekens at Miss May's for dinner. Um, you know, I'm just worried he's going to drop dead in training camp, man. Um, that's a dude. You have taken people say we're like the darkest, most Timeline. negative Saints po- podcast out there. Andrew, you just took it to a whole other fucking level of just yeah, I know, negativity. Man. Jesus I, Christ, man! Look, I just want him to take podcast. care. I just want him to up the ante, you know, and and just improve his habits by ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. You know, I'm not asking for for the moon here. <laughs> Um, let's talk about our, our weekly position breakdown. Um, Kevin, uh, I like to start with you because you don't have cable and you don't read the internet that often. So safety position when Malcolm Jenkins isn't on the team in 2014, how distraught or upset should we be? Well, when we draft him, uh, I remember everybody sort of not being happy because he was the dreaded tweener role. Uh, they didn't know if he was going to be safety or a corner. It's a tweener. Horrible at both. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so let's see who, who we got left at safety. Okay. So Jenkins is going to be gone. 
I mean, uh, I mean, we already uh, cut we... the Al Qaeda terrorist. <laughs> right. So that pretty much leaves Kenny Vaccaro, the injured Kenny Vaccaro, uh, Roman Harper, who's no longer around. Uh, Bush. Raphael Bush. No, no, number 25, R. Bush. Yeah. We're talking about two years from now. We have no idea what the team's going to look like two years from now. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, so, like I said, it may, t- time to hit the fucking draft. Um, draft secondary. Are, are Dave, are, I mean, are we, but I mean, if, if they, if they don't have Roman Harper and they don't have Malcolm Jenkins, Dave, and they don't add a free agent and they add a couple of people for the draft, are, are you okay with Vaccaro, Bush, and a bunch of guys from the draft? safety knowing that rob ryan likes to play as many as possible i'm okay with it if the guys that they draft are good i mean how the hell do i know who they're going to be drafted and how good they're going to be no i mean like if we're in the summer are you going to feel okay about it because i wouldn't really i'd be like kind of nervous about it if they have bush vaccaro and summer of 2015 no it's this summer well why are they gonna where's malcolm jenkins he's gonna be gone he's not coming back i don't think this year? Yeah, he's a free agent. I mean, you think uh, you think they're uh, resigning Malcolm Jenkins, Dave? Uh, yeah, I would. I would hope so. Really? I yeah. He's not terrible. He's not. You you guys make Malcolm Jenkins to be out, out to be horrible. I mean, I don't. He's think not horrible. I just don't want to pay him five million dollars a year. He he's gonna get paid what he's worth, and I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. Know. I can promise you, no team is paying him five million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't. That's exactly. Ooh, I, mean, I, I think we I have a wager. Between yeah, well, I mean, I just he, he's going to get paid what he's worth. I mean, I don't know what the going rate for safeties are, but uh, he's not he's not going to be getting paid more than he should be. Uh, you know, I, I I don't think. I mean, I just think he's your average NFL safety. And if the Saints can can take can get him. Uh, you know, without overpaying, I, I think they'd rather have him uh, than lose him. I mean, I think the Saints understand that because to answer your question, no, I wouldn't be comfortable with just Vaccaro being and, and Raphael Bush being the only known quantities at safety. And I would assume that the Saints feel the same way, especially considering how important they are in Rob Ryan's system. I don't think Rob Ryan is going to want to rely on uh, some rookie either draft picks or undrafted guys um, at safety. You know, Kenny Vaccaro, obviously, he was a first-round pick. I mean, so unless they take another safety in the first round, uh, then, yeah, there would be some concern about the depth at safety, absolutely. Andrew, your thoughts on... Well, the question was posed... The question was, how upset should we be if he's not back? Is that correct? How 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 nervous nervous are you going to be with... With just Vaccaro and Raphael Bush. Yeah. Okay, well, let me ask you this, Ralph. Do, do you like turnovers? Yes. Okay, <laughs> do, do you like your deep safety to not take such a horrible angle on the ball carrier that he not only whiffs on the tackle entirely, but it opens up a huge gashing hole for the running back to run for 40 yards plus? My, do, you, do, you, do you like it when that doesn't happen? I don't really give a shit, but my liver cares a lot. Okay, well, based on those two things, um, yeah, I don't think you should be too upset if Malcolm <laughs> Jenkins doesn't come back. I mean, look, it, it for me, it's a failed experiment. The, the guy was too slow to be a corner, 
And they were like, oh, we love how he can transition to safety and he's got the skills to do it. Look, the guy's just not a ball hawk. He, you know, you're, you want your free safety to have good instincts to read plays well. And Malcolm Jenkins for several years now just, to me, clearly hasn't had it in him. And uh, we've seen bits and pieces. He's made good plays. He, he's gotten the occasional interception, but he, he just can't do it on a consistent basis. And, um, look, I, I've been saying this for a while now, the Jenkins-Harper tandem, it's time to be done with it. I really felt like Rafael Bush and Vaccaro, I thought, played really well this year. But before Vaccaro was in the mix, I, I honestly, in the last five years, the best I have ever seen a safety tan- tandem play was when Harper and Jenkins were both hurt two years ago, and it was Isa abdul Kadus and Raphael Bush at the safety positions for the last three games. That was the best we were getting out of the safety position. So, honestly, I think it's time to start anew. Vaccaro and Bush are a great start. Love to get a couple other guys in the mix, but um, I don't know what Jenkins wants, but I, I just don't think anything north of $2 million a year is worth it. I, I want to say that... The Malcolm Jenkins draft pick was one of the few times that I actually got it right because I wrote a column and I said, you should never on your first round draft pick. One of the main reasons that you, when you, when you say one of the main reasons to pick a guy is if he can't play safety, if he can't play corner, we can play him at safety. That's not a good reason to pick a guy. Number one, you know, you should pick a guy. You shouldn't pick a draft, a player that says, Oh, if he can't do this, he can do that. Like that's a, that's a bad idea. So I got one of my few correct calls. Um, is there, is there, Andrew? I know you're you're big on the free agents list. Before we get on to Twitter questions, which are just insane this week, um, is there a veteran guy that there that you can sign that has the potential to squeeze one more year out of them uh, and be sort of a Darren Sharper, lightning in a bottle? Uh, Oh man, I don't know. I mean, that, that's the that's the big question, um, and uh, I don't really see one guy in particular um, that that has that kind of home run ability. I really don't. So I really think at safety they may need to go in the draft again. Um, and I, I really like Calvin Pryor. I mean, I've been saying this all along. If he drops to twenty-seven, um, that's a guy I would seriously consider. Now it kills me that he went to Louisville because you know uh, Jeff Duncan's going to love that pick. But um, but yeah, I don't really see any veterans that uh, that are going to make a big impact. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. All right, now we got uh, the Grammys, which some of us watched, some of us didn't. Uh, Dave, did you watch? Wait, wait, the- did you say Grammys? I mean, I meant Oscars. I meant Oscars. I was gonna freaking out. Dave, did you watch the Oscars? I watched a little bit of it. Uh, the main. Here's my. Here's here's my thing. Let, you know, let's just get into it because because <laughs> I, I know we're gonna talk about it. The fucking selfie. Can we talk about the fucking we can, selfie? We can. I, I I already went off with my family at dinner tonight. I don't understand. What the big goddamn deal about the selfie was? I understand that it was a big deal that it got a million retweets in, in under an hour. I get that, but when Ellen says, "Hey, let's try to break the record to 43 million people watching," and it gets a million retweets in an hour, why is anybody surprised by that? I don't understand. What's the big deal? So it got a million retweets. And it's, a, it's a bunch of it's a picture of celebrities that we all know. Like I mean, let's let's 
what's the big fucking deal? I don't get it. Let's be real. Held could have walked out in wrestling tights, and Ellen DeGeneres could have taken a picture of Held and said, let's break the Twitter record for retweets, and it would have been Held uh, in a banana hammock (laughs) getting a million retweets. I mean that's how it would have gone, right? Well, I mean, I just don't. I mean, people like some people are saying like, "Oh, it's such a great picture." What do you? What's so great about the picture? What's the big deal? It's just a Kevin bunch of celebrities. Kevin photo bombing it in the backs, kind of. I, whatever. I, I, I mean, it's celebrities. We, we've all seen them. They're at the Oscars. I mean, I, I, I just it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind that this is like the top story on news stations and uh, you know all, all this. Can we call into question the legitimacy of a selfie that includes multiple people to begin with? Yeah, right. It's, it's not I mean, a the word self e <laughs> has self in it. Yeah. You know, I never even thought about that, but that's 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 a great point. It, there needs to be a new term for a group for for a photo taken by a group of a group. A group it's a groupie. Selvi. It's a groupie. I like it. Uh, I have to mention my wife. She is at a meeting tonight, but she wanted me to mention this. She went into a rage over the McDonald's commercial with the Hispanic slash Mexican family. They have their little kid, and it's his first job. And the the Mexican family drives in the drive-thru and orders from the Mexican child because they're so proud of him at McDonald's. My wife wants to say that it's the most racist bullshit commercial she's ever seen, that what does McDonald's think? All Mexicans, that's all they're going to do is work at McDonald's. And before you use words like logic and common sense, my wife was in a rage that I have never seen her at a commercial <laughs> at the TV. And she gets in a because rage. Because she's Mexican. Exactly. <laughs> she gets in a rage, Dave. I won't tell her that. She'll find you and knife you. Um, because she's she, Mexican? She, 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 Dave is going to get shanked. She gets very emotional. She gets either mad at the TV or she gives, she goes on a crying jag because of Sarah McLaughlin pet commercial. <laughs> Uh, but she in was in a rage. She She's like, change the channel. And they have, you know, when you watch Comedy Central, they have like the three-minute pet commercial in the middle of the night. So, uh, but she was in a rage like I've never seen her. So I just wanted to go on record as saying she represents to me the voice of all Hispanic Americans, and she <laughs> hates that commercial. So therefore, probably all Mexican Americans hated that McDonald's commercial. That's what I wanted to go on record about the Oscars. Kevin, was there anything about the Oscars that you want to discuss? Uh, I mean, you know, I actually watched the whole damn thing. Uh, I actually, this is, I think, the first year that God, and now I can't remember how many whether I saw any of the movies in Best Picture or not. I saw um, like four of them. Matthew McConaughey was really good, but Jared Leto, just because he put on a dress, doesn't mean. Kevin, don't lie. You have gone to the singing long of Frozen multiple times. Actually, no, I have not. <laughs> um, I, I, no. The only closest I came is I saw the Lego Movie, and I seriously want to go back again just so I can fucking sing that "Everything Is Awesome" song. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like I. You know, I, I had no frame of reference. Like I, I did, I had no rooting interest. So this was this was weird for me. I mean, this is what happens when you are no longer with somebody that uh, gets you in to see movies for free. <laughs> you just uh, the, essentially the gravy train on seeing movies for free that ended. So now that I got to pay for it, like like the rest of the common folk, uh, it's 
It's only movies that I'm positive I'm really going to like. So that kind of just limits things and things I, I really just want to be happy about seeing. So that kind of eliminates anything that could be about, you know, desperation, slavery, drug addled people dying of AIDS, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> a, a sad old man with dementia walking around saying he's going to win a million dollars or something like all of that shit is pretty much out the fucking window. So I got to wait for DVD. I saw Captain Phillips. And uh, it's 30 minutes too long. That's my review. Um, story. So, and of course, and Andrew, you still don't better than watch, Wilson Phillips. You don't watch. The, you don't watch the Oscars because you were probably out playing like a tennis tournament or something. Uh, yeah, either that or waking up in the middle of the night because uh, I have a screaming infant. Uh, so, you know, one of those two things. But so, so, <laughs> so Andrew, I'm going to ask you. Maybe the most uncomfortable Twitter question we've ever had. And this is from oh, – nice. Like the back of a Volkswagen? No, no. Maybe even more. It's a little bit like that. From Lord Bighorn. He okay. Says, he says – Lay it on me. Lay it on me. If Darren Sharper had a Bothraw no. crew, oh, God. what would it be named? Too soon? <laughs> it would be named Don't Drink the Sharper Shake. <laughs> I was, Too soon? I was thinking the ambience. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. I really shouldn't Rufies. laugh. It would be the Rufiel Rufius. The Rufius. Rufiel Bush. Hell, do you want to stay out of this to try to keep your hopes of getting hired by Nola.com alive? Hell, this is what NOLA.com needs. And it is. The sharper image. The sharper image. Winner! Check, please. Hashtag higher held. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, Remember, allegedly. Uh, he hasn't been convicted. That's a lot of women in a lot of states, Juge. That's all allegedly. 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 Um, um, let's see. Uh. This is from Alfredo, Dave. Uh, whose Mardi Gras float would get more girls flashing, Jimmy Graham or Rob Ryan? <laughs> Rob Ryan, probably, because I feel like I feel like the chicks that are gonna flash are like the the middle aged biker chicks. You know what I'm talking about? They like, they, they are they're, that's that's Rob Ryan's people. Right, and those are the girls that are always flashing, you know, down on Bourbon Street. So I I mean I just, I just think uh, I think Rob Ryan's definitely gonna get to see more tits. Uh, Jude, your thoughts on that question? I mean, I just can't even imagine how many pairs of, I don't even know how to put this in PG terms. I don't, I don't want to offend the, uh, the women listening to this podcast, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think Rob Ryan, uh, today probably saw more, uh, than I've seen in my lifetime. I, I would throw that out there. So I would say Rob Ryan, I agree with Dave, by a landslide. Not even close. Not even close. I, would, I, I think I, I agree with that, Held. Yeah, I, 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 think, uh, I think Rob Ryan as, as well. Um, the thing about Jimmy Graham is, like, <clears throat> I mean, presumably his sign, you know, his name would be on the, the sign at, at the head of the float or on the, the – uh, 
Jesus, the the tractor pulling the float. Um, presumably it'd be like a grand marshal kind of thing. Eh, I don't know. Like I I just see people like getting excited, but not like so excited they're gonna flash somebody. Like Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan just looks like the kind of random stranger you would flash in a drunken stupor in the French Quarter. Like, Hell, oh, I would flash him. Like, oh, look at that homeless man drinking out of a bucket. Let's go flash him. <laughs> you know, like Rob, like, and I say that I say that with all respect. I said it with respect, you know. Right. <laughs> well, if Bill Parcells can say things and get away with it, um, like, just. Like Rob Ryan is he 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 is America's id. Did you? I didn't know that somebody just tweeted this. Carrie Williamson. Does Rob Ryan know he was a Mardi Gras throw from Toth? Had a shirt in <laughs> Rob. And yeah. Rob, yes. we trust. It's Rob Ryan in outline with a Mardi Gras jester hat and a green sweatshirt. Just it's fantastic. Oh, wow. I need I need a picture of that. It is. Uh, I'm I'm going to retweet that right now. Uh, I thought I had retweeted that from a yes, couple of days ago. Uh, I bet he doesn't know about it. Uh, oh my God! This I, I I don't know, Dave. I'm going to ask this one to you, and this is a serious football question from John Frederick. We'll get back on track. Uh, if the Saints lose Jimmy Graham, should they attempt to replace him with Tim Tebow? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no. Uh, I'm not sure in what world Tim Tebow would be the equivalent of Jimmy Graham, but uh, no. I mean, first of all, that wouldn't happen. Because Bible Tim study, Tebow, maybe? Because, the Bible study world? Wanna get in, maybe. Tim I mean, Tebow is world class at getting babies circumcised in the Philippines. <laughs> uh, if Tim Tebow was, was smart and was willing to play tight end and give up the whole quarterback thing, um, I would certainly be okay with the Saints taking a flyer on him uh, and signing him. I would not certainly not expect him to be replacing Jimmy Graham. You know, I, I think that's what the Patriots wanted to happen. I think the Patriots wanted to try and talk him into becoming a tight end, and it just didn't work. Um, so, I mean, unfortunately, I just don't ever think that that's going to be a, a possibility because Tim Tebow thinks that uh, Jesus says he's supposed to be a quarterback. <laughs> I can't believe you answered that seriously. <laughs> Kevin, how much fun would it be in the summertime if the Saints would sign Tim Tebow to be backup tight end, draft Michael Sam, <laughs> and, and take their lockers right next to each other? Yeah. <laughs> how much fun? How much fun would that be in the summertime? And 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 retired Darren Sharper's jersey. <laughs> and Kevin gets the NOLA.com job, and he's yeah. covering the team. Like wow! Like that would be. <laughs> That would be fun. Like the Saints would be on ESPN every fucking day. So there's a chance you could actually see me standing shoulder to shoulder with Ed Werder. Exactly. Right. I was standing in front of Stephen A. Smith in the Saints locker room after the Super Bowl. Mike and Dolan. However. <laughs> however. Okay. Awesome. You can't spell tight. You can't spell Tebow without T E. Oh, boo. All right. Boo this man. All right. Uh, this you is from this for sixteen yards. <laughs> and this is from Andrew. Huh? <laughs> and from uh, Andrew. I don't get it. From Andrew Falk. Uh, Andrew, biggest free agent grab for the Saints this off season that's realistic to happen. Tim Tebow. 
it could still be really cheap. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I, I guess I'll answer that one. Yeah. Well, I, I would have said Brent Grimes, but he is no longer an option um, because he re-signed with the Dolphins, much to my dismay. Um, I still think they need to get a starting corner. corner. So, I mean, look, they, they we were just talking about this. They were in worse shape last year, and they were able to get Keenan Lewis. Um, so I wouldn't rule out like Avante Davis or a um, Brent. Sam Shields. Like those guys may get too much. I mean, you know, some team may go out and throw them just – stupid money but um there's about five or six corners on the market that are pretty decent and um i think the saints could potentially make a run at any of those guys i mean remember going into the last season um they made a run at tracy porter and at nam diasamwa now they ended up not getting either of them and sticking with the guys they had but um that was when they had jabari greer they still felt like they needed an extra guy and didn't get one so um i wouldn't be surprised to see him go after one or two corners but um, you know, I think that's realistic. If they lose uh, Zach Streif, then I could see a Ben Grubb situation where they offer the next best tackle on the list, you know, and say, okay, we were going to give this money to Streif. He got more, so we'll give it to you. Uh, I could see Asante Samuel as, as a realistic option. I'm not saying he's the best come option. Come on, man. Come I didn't on. say he was the best option, but when you're on Ugh. a budget, you got to go budget shopping. And I think Asante Ugh. Samuel uh, is a possibility if they're trying to get uh, a veteran cornerback. Seriously, Asante Samuel is like top five of guys I wouldn't want on the Saints just on principle. He's he's old. I mean, I think, Dave, I think that's a really – legitimate option he's just so old and washed up i i mean and oh. and he's he's got an attitude problem yeah. i mean it, it with corner i think that the i read the espn the insider they have the saints offseason blueprint the, the cornerback brown from san francisco is a is an option but i just can't see andrew i mean if if grime he's got what eight and a half million i can't see a team going to like shields or whoever and giving him getting another an, an free agent corner getting more than that but maybe i, I don't know i agree oh i think they're gonna sign anthony spencer i still think that makes too much sense i, I think that's realistic yet for them all right uh kevin oh this is from Bakley bartimuckus I can't even say that. You Balky Bartakamis from fucking Perfect Strangers, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Cousin Laddie. <laughs> what, man? I don't watch. Per- you I don't didn't watch Perfect Strangers? What were you doing in the 80s? Carrie he was doing the stranger. <laughs> on, the, on, a, on a good it's note, I think we. Thoughts about anything, but you flub the foreigner's name on Perfect Strangers, and he is out for blood. <laughs> Perfect Strangers was the shit. I'm gonna. Uh, he was on, from Mepos, the island on, of Mepos. On a, on a on a on a good and note, we have a stranger for the two hundred the the 2014 intro. When I finally get around to recutting it, we have Dave's intro. It's right. <laughs> you've got it. You've got eventually one of the the intro song has to be the fucking intro to goddamn uh, Perfect Strangers. And Kevin's gonna get his horse steroids. He's standing tall on the wings <laughs> of right, here's, here, here's the question. Uh, only insane thing about the question about Tebow is uh, no, that's not even a real question. I butchered that and I shouldn't even read it. And Dave, but Dave got to melt down, so that was good. 
Uh, Dave, do you have any questions? Uh, no, not football questions. Just more Mardi Gras stuff. Like we've been having, like I've been firing out football questions for the last twenty minutes. Well, I, I thought we were beyond the Mardi Gras stuff. Somebody asked me what my favorite Mardi Gras parade was, which is Muses. Uh, yeah, let's see. I would say, I, I'm a big Bacchus guy, Kevin. Uh, personally, George I, G at LA Sports Dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw some some heat for this, but I am I've been long over the whole fucking Mardi Gras thing for a long time. I just as a kid I hated like I liked the idea of running around catching beads, and then like at some point I just said this is just stupid. Yeah, and, I mean, you know I I think that's natural. I, I feel like everybody who who grows up with it and lives in New Orleans. I mean. I think everybody sort of goes through phases with Mardi Gras. I mean, I, I feel like I went through that phase in college. It was fun, obviously. And then you get a little bit older and it's like, oh, this is kind of dumb. And then I kind of got into it a little bit more. I was living on the parade route and that kind of changed my feeling about it. You know, when it's not a huge pain in the ass to like drive to go to the parade and 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 it involves all this planning. Um, then it can be fun if you just happen to live right on the parade route. And then I think, um, you and know, your if you kid have kids, enjoying it makes it. Yeah, more I mean, fun I think too. I think once you yeah. have kids, and this was like the first year kind of where Dylan could enjoy it. So, and I think once you have kids, I think that sort of changes uh, changes everything too. So I think there's a sort of ebb and flow to New or- New Orleanians and their feelings about Mardi Gras. I think it's totally natural. I don't think Kevin should be reamed for not liking Mardi Gras because I mean, I I can get that. He's already getting reamed at wrestling. <laughs> All right. Uh, f- uh, final question. Another one from Balky. Uh, Balco? Balco. Uh, which saint was the best Mardi Gras celebrity king and which was the worst? Ever? Ever. I'm going to say 4K is the worst ever, right? <laughs> He was a. He I was, don't know. Did it, did either of the Billy Joes ever get a Mardi Gras king? No, Billy Joe. The Billy, the Billy Joes weren't uh, weren't ever. It was Kerry Cotton? Bobby Abair was something one year. Morton Anderson has been. He's been stuff. Um, I would say that was the best. Rob Ryan, of course, this year he's got to be up there as as one of the best. Kevin, best worst. Uh, as Mardi Gras celebrity king slash grand marshal. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with the cheese, the cheese ball easy layup answer and say Drew Brees. Um, wow, really, uh, really going out on a limb there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, you fucko. I'll change it to this. Uh, I'll say, I'll say Charles Grant riding in. I think it was Argus, and it was right before he got. Uh, Right before all that shit happened with him, and he ended up getting cut. Wait, Charles Grant rode in a Metairie parade? Yeah, yeah, because because I think what I oh, if I remember, I think if I remember it correctly, I I'm trying to remember if it was somebody at NBC. It it was either it was either Hoda Kotb or it was I, I, I'm I'm almost sure it was Hoda Kotb. It was either her or or uh, fucking fucking Al. Um, ran up to him and tried to talk to him. I'm positive it was Hoda Kotb. Ran up to him and tried to talk to him, and he's just leaning over, almost ready to fall off the damn float, trying to talk into a microphone that Hoda Kotb is stretching up to him. 
And I just remember getting a huge kick out of that. And then boom. And then I look over on uh, WWL and then you see like 10 minutes later, there's like Lee Zurich or one of them chasing after him, trying to get an interview with him. And again, it was him because it was, I think this was this, the subject was something about his contract was going on at that time. I don't know how the hell I remember all of this for some reason. And shortly thereafter, like in, in, a, in a few months time, there was that story about the woman, something about a woman getting stabbed around him. Yeah, a bar. stabbed or beaten up. So, I don't know. It was a club. Someone died. Yeah. 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 There was a, there was a fight outside and someone got shot. And died. The, whenever Charles Grant is mentioned, the only thing I think of is Vince Marinella because he, Vince Marinella was filling in for Buddy D one night, and Charles Grant, we were interviewing him over the air, and Charles Grant was eating chicken wings on the air during the interview. And during the break, Vince Marinella went into a fucking rage and like freaked me out. And then I'm he, staying away from that. And then, and then he, he went he went nuts on Charles Grant. No, he went nuts. No, in, his wife in the break. Boo! Oh, okay. He went nuts during the break, and I was like, "Whoa!" I thought Vince Marinello was this nice guy, and I'm like, "He's melting down." And he's a murderer. <laughs> he is. He totally is. Um. So, uh, thanks for the questions, everyone. As we end on a high note, as always. There's a uh, doctor, by the way, named Vance Marinello. <laughs> Actually, the the scene of his crime is like four blocks from my house on Metairie Road. Yeah. Uh, so thanks everyone for the Mardi Gras questions. Uh, and happy there, Mardi Gras. Is there happy any, Mardi Gras? Is there any? Uh, is there that anything Tuesday. else? But remember, people, if you only do one thing the rest of the week on Twitter, you need to tweet to Noah.com with the hashtag. Higher health. Wait, are, are we giving up anything for Lent this year? Because that starts oh. tomorrow, fellas. Oh, I'm, I give up. I give up soda every year. All right. Oh, my, my mother-in-law does that. You know, I gave up soda in high school for Lent, Ralph, and I never touched one again. That's bullshit. Swear to God. <laughs> so you're still on Lent, that means. Well, as far as soda's <laughs> concerned, yeah. You haven't literally have not had a soda in like 15 years. Correct. That's good, man. That's that's good. And outlive all of us. I'm gonna try to get on that train. Gonna be you and the cockroaches at the end. Hell yeah, man. What about uh, Kevin? Are you giving up anything for Lent? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, not that I won't feel guilty about it because of my Irish Catholic upbringing. But again, my Irish Catholic <laughs> upbringing, I gave up a lot of things, and as a kid. Uh, a lot of things were sort of sacrificed for me on my behalf. I'm not, uh, yeah, you know, I, I I can't really think of anything. And might be kind of easy for you to give up sex, Kev. No, Burn, I don't no, know. Actually, no, no. <laughs> He's giving up. Sorry, ain't He's doing that. Up having pink eye. Ain't ain't doing that. No, sir. <laughs> Sorry about fighting on your pillow, hey, Kevin. I tell you what, I fuck. I, I tell you what, I had fucking Lent. For like seven or eight months then, uh, <laughs> up until uh, fucking January, okay? So enough, I ain't uh, – You're not going yeah. back there again. Yeah, I, I am I am not going back to that. Uh, when was the last time any of – when was the last time anybody on this podcast gave up something for Lent and made it through 40 days of not having it? 
I did no boot, no alcohol last year, and that was the worst. I mean, I, I did it 40 days, but I'll never do that again, ever. <clears throat> yeah, I, it was horrible. I I give up soda every year, but it's been about two years since I actually made it through the 40 days. I'm a soda, I'm a soda addict. I drink probably four cokes a day. Oh so, so I'll I'll be having the shakes on like Saturday. Like I'll be like I'm like a I'm like a meth head going through withdrawal with my soda. Dave, are you a, a Lent guy? You give do you give up anything? Um since I've been married to my wife, she kind of always brings it up. Like just just today she was like, "So tomorrow's Lent, what are you giving up?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm supposed to be doing that." <laughs> okay. Uh, uh So I actually don't think I'm going to give up anything in particular this year. Three weeks ago, I sort of made a, a lot of big changes to like the way I eat um, based on a doctor's recommendation and my overall health. So I feel like I've already done a lot um, recently and uh, it's been difficult as it is making wholesale changes on a number of fronts. So I think I'm just gonna stick with focusing on that as opposed to giving up anything. Cool. Yeah, we don't need you dropping dead on a stage. No, I mean like terrible, like terrible, like my, like they wouldn't even prescribe me medicine because my health was so crappy. Like I have like really high triglycerides, like so, really high, like hold, like higher than like my sixty-year-old aunt. So like your your blood is like butter, is what you're saying? Like it? Yes. Yeah. They he said he basically said I had the body of an eighty-year-old man. Wow. Like, that's like literally what my doctor told me. Wow. wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, my triglycerides were like 360. Like, nobody ever tops 300. Jesus, man. You, yeah. your, your, your inside. How did, you, how did you pull that off? I don't know. I thought I my... never drank. I didn't. I never drank water. Like, never drank water. And uh, I never really ate breakfast. And I mean, I would just eat like a whole bag of gummy bears like easily. Like I would. I have. I had like a. I, I guess I would have. I have a sugar addiction. So like right now, like I'm chewing gum, sugar-free gum to like sort of stave off. Like I just, I stay up late at night, you know, and then I'm, I'm in front of the computer watching TV and it's just like, I'm like a grazer, you know, I'm just constantly have to be eating something. It's just, it's so I, I have to like stop all that and start, I started drinking water, um, started eating, eating healthier. I have like smoothies in the morning, every yeah, you morning. Need, you need my kale smoothie special, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about kale, but like a fruit smoothie is fine. So, oh, it has spinach. My wife just told me it has spinach. So she's been sneaking shit in there and hasn't even been telling you, which is, which is what you have to do. I mean, if I don't know about it, you know, then I'm fine with it. But like the second you, t- now that she's told me there's spinach in it, it's going to taste different now. Well, you, well, people were complaining about the Doomsday podcast before this week. Now that we're lamenting about our own personal health issues. Uh, yeah, I thought I, I think we've I, hit a new low. Dave, yeah, I thought this, we we we're, we're gonna have great ratings with the AARP. Uh, we are. I thought. I one. thought the one certainty on this podcast was that I had the train wreck body. No. Yeah. If I didn't have such a ridiculously high metabolism, I would probably be morbidly obese. <laughs> but my my metabolism is just like ridiculous. You're like a hummingbird, so. <laughs> And, and Kevin, with his wrestling regime, I mean, he's got himself in tip-top condition now. No, I don't. Yeah. Quick, no, quick, I don't. Kevin, uh, thirty. Yeah. Give us the give us the thirty-second wrestling update. 
Well, 30 second wrestling update. Uh, I hit, well, when I went back, I'll tell you this. When I went back to the uh, doctor's office for the pink guy, they went over everything with me again and they just said, I'm healthy as a horse. Turn your head and cough. Basically. Yeah. Um, so wrestling update, I'm going to wrestle this Saturday night at uh, the South Broadway Athletic Club. We actually had a record audience last month. We had like 650-something people. That's because uh, of you. Paid? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've most, almost all, if not all, paid, yeah. How much is and the so ticket? Do you get a chunk a chunk of that? Uh, $8 for the adult tickets, $4 for the child's tickets. And then all do right. you get a cut of that? Yeah. What kind of percentage? Like crazy, stupid, low? Yeah, but I'm. But I mean, they got to pay all the wrestlers, and then right. and it varies by you know your seniority and how much you did, how long you were out there, what they asked you to do, all that kind of stuff. So all that stuff's with the money you got paid, Kevin. Could you buy a number four at McDonald's? What is a number four at McDonald's? I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, if, you, if you have to ask because what? it matters which meal you buy, then I no. guess we have an idea of how much. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'll tell. I'll tell you this. What, Order off the dollar menu, Kevin. <laughs> uh, what I got, what what I got, uh, covered me for lunch for the entire week. Oh, nice, nice. Not bad. So, all right, so, so okay, so we're talking. Right, um, Twenty-five, well, maybe like thirty. No, no, I'd say like fifty bucks. Yeah. Ten dollar lunch every day. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after recording. I, yeah. I, I, I don't like that's that's the sort of stuff that I think is frowned upon. It is. Because um, I don't, but, I don't agree with any of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm wrestling this Saturday. Uh, in Do a you hand- think we have a lot of crossover audience between the people that watch Kevin wrestle and the people that listen to this podcast? Absolutely, I doubt it. Absolutely, no. <laughs> no. But just if in the off chance there's one, I I just want to avoid that. Yeah. And God damn it, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show to people for, to donate again. People so can donate. Just... For steroids. I know. Donate so you can get the crystal clear cent, <laughs> even if it's fifty cents, even if it's a dollar. Thanks to Johnny who donated four dollars last week. Yeah, right. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny on the spot. We have, Thanks, man. We appreciate it. So uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, we are going an hour and 20 minutes in the offseason. We are not anywhere near our offseason goal of trying to limit this to 45 minutes. But you listen to it at work. It's not like whatever. So, Or your drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, happy Mardi Gras. Hashtag higher held. That's right. Hire that fast. Higher held. Hashtag it. Live it. Learn it. Love it. Jeff Duncan is listening.